For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We don't give a shit what everybody else thinks. Uh, whatever, um, your, your first question, how did you phrase it? Uh, what will it take? Whatever is necessary. It's as simple as that. If you want something badly enough, uh, you'll figure it out. Welcome into Believe in Miami Heat. Heat Nation, we don't give a shit what everybody else thinks. Coach Spo, after game two, asked about what, how this team stays together when everyone's counting them out. We don't give a shit. And I guess they didn't. Heat win, game three, 115-104. Bring it within a game. Lakers are up 2-1 now, but man, after game three, you gotta feel pretty good. You got to feel pretty good, right? I mean, it looked dire. There's no question. No Bam, no Goron. 2-0. But it's not just the way... It's not just the fact that the Heat get a win. It's the way they did it. I'm going to get into everything. By the way, thanks for everybody who's listened early on. This thing came together pretty quick, this, this podcast. Growing already after just a few days. Really appreciate it. If you haven't already done it, subscribe, rate, review, go to iTunes, take care of it, take care of the pod. We're going to keep growing. We're going to become the number one Miami Heat podcast in the land. Thanks to Zach Duarte, who jumped on after game two. And one of the things that I discussed with Zach after game two was Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy had a good game. Jimmy had 25. He took 17 shots, but... There's just something about Jimmy that I've sort of harped on since he came to the Heat and even throughout these playoffs, despite the fact that they've been successful, is that he's just not always aggressive to score. There's just times where it seems like he knows he can do whatever he wants, but he's just so adamant about getting the rest of his teammates involved. And I and it's understandable, yeah, to an extent, but in the NBA Finals when you're playing against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA and your team is not shooting the ball well, the best player has to not only take the most shots, but he's got to be aggressive to score. It opens everything else up. And mm, Jimmy Butler, man, did he do it. I said he had to take 20. If he took 23 shots, the Heat would win. Well, he took 20 shots and he got to the line 14. He took 14 free throws. You know what, Jimmy, I'll give you a pass for not taking those extra three shots because it only took 20 shots to have one of the greatest games in NBA Finals history. And that is not hyperbole. 40 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Is the third 40-point triple-double in NBA Finals history, but that's not all. It's the first 40-point triple-double in NBA Finals history in a win. LeBron James did it once. He lost. Jerry West did it once. 
he also lost. Jimmy Butler did it in game three against the Lakers, and he won. So it's not hyperbole to say one of the greatest NBA Finals games in the history of the league, in the history of the sport. Even more impressive, did not attempt a three-point shot. Think about that. He took it to 1950s-style NBA basketball. So I'm not taking a three tonight. I'm getting it in the paint. I'm going wherever I want. And I'm going to score a 40. Last time there was a 40-point, not a 40-point triple-double, because now we know there's only been three. Jimmy Butler's one of them. Last time a player scored 40 points in the finals without attempting a three was Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal in 2002. It's been a long time. It's been 20 years. The league has changed, people, but not Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler does not care about analytics. Jimmy Butler gets to the free throw line. Jimmy Butler gets into the paint. And Jimmy Butler has one of the greatest games in NBA Finals history. God, un- unbelievable. But that's not all. That's not it. According to Elias, Sports Bureau, Jimmy Butler is the first player. This is crazy. Heat fans will love this stat. First player to outscore, out-rebound, and out-assist LeBron James in a finals game. And that includes LeBron's teammates. And LeBron has played almost the most finals games in NBA history. Jimmy Butler, first player to outscore, out-rebound, out-assist LeBron James in a finals game, including LeBron's teammates. What can you say? I mean, the stats, they speak for themselves, right? Like, what else can you say? Jimmy Butler, arguably the greatest game in Heat finals history. Now, there's probably been more important ones because the Heat have won NBA finals before. But, man... And you look at the way the Heat beat the Lakers without Bam Adebayo, without Goran Dragic, the way Jimmy Butler dominated, the way the Heat defended, which we'll, which I'll talk about in a second. The series turned around now, and this this turn, you know, something crazy happens. Crazy things happen in the bubble. If it was ever going to happen, it was going to happen in the bubble. This will go down as the greatest game ever if the Heat can continue this comeback. Unbelievable. Jimmy Butler, before the game, Rachel Nichols is interviewing him. He's bouncing around. She's said he doesn't seem worried. He said he has seen some things that he feels pretty good about. He <laughs> it's just crazy. Jimmy Butler before the game, down 2-0, no gone, no bam. Yeah, I feel good. Feel pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Big face coffee. Good. It's unbelievable. Just this guy who everything he does just seems against the norm. Didn't take a three. And if there was any knock, if there's going to be a knock on Jimmy Butler in game three of the NBA Finals, it's that yet again, he's passing up layups to get other guys involved. And he did 13 assists. But Jimmy Butler could have had 50. 50 points. I mean, he could have had 50. He was going by people. 
There was a couple times where he's trying to make the right play. I get it. That's fine. But, you know, you can't knock it. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? He took his 20 shots. Last time I said he needed to take 20 shots and they would win, he did it against the Celtics. Does it again. And it's got to continue. It can't just be a one-off. And hopefully they realize that. But unbelievable. Just an amazing performance. I mean, I think Eric Spolscher probably uh, said it best after the game. Look, uh, how do you, how else do you say it other than, you know, Jimmy F and Butler? That's it. Jimmy F and Butler. That's it, right? How else do you say it? But Jimmy F and Butler. What a turnaround that continues to a reputation for a guy that entering this year was a team killer. Teams didn't want him. He was, they were begging to get him out of Philly. Please take Jimmy Butler. Please. We can't win with him. Three games away from winning an NBA Finals. It's still a huge uphill battle. Still playing the Lakers. Still playing LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But you can't, and but if you come out of game three, the way the Heat controlled that entire game, the last six quarters of the NBA Finals have gone to the Heat. If this was a prize fight, if it was a prize fight, it'd be 6 6. First six quarters to the Lakers, last six quarters to the Heat, which means momentum to the Heat. And speaking of Eric Spolstra, it's again, look, Jimmy Butler just had one of the greatest games in NBA Finals history. So Eric Spolstra will once again be the guy that's overlooked. But man, an unbelievable coaching job from start to finish, not only in-game adjustments, but just the adjustments coming into the game. The offense, unbelievable. Pistol action, step-up screens. Jimmy Butler as the ball handler, forcing the Lakers to make decisions in pick and rolls, bringing their bigs away from the basket. It was just unbelievable. But then, defense. Then there's the defense. I would contend that almost as impressive as Jimmy Butler's one of the greatest games in NBA Finals history. I'm going to keep saying that because I think it might get lost here because it's game three and they're down 2-1. It was one of the best games in NBA Finals history. The, The defense that the Heat played in the first quarter against Anthony Davis is possibly the best I've ever seen against AD. It's hard to argue against that. They didn't allow him to take a shot, and he turned the ball over four times and had two fouls, so he had to sit. He finished the game with 15 points on nine shots. He only had five rebounds. He had four fouls. You do that to Anthony Davis, you're winning the series. And how good do you have to feel if you're the Heat about doing that to Anthony Davis without Bam? According to Chris Haynes, 
Bam told him he was going to play in this game. So you got to think he's close to coming back. And now you know how to guard this team. 104 points. Not a lot of points for the Lakers. Not a lot of points for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma and Marquise Morris both took more shots than AD. They both took 13 shots. Gotta love that. Get, let them take. Give me all the Kyle Kuzma shots. He had 19. Don't care. Let Kyle Kuzma shoot it every single time. My one of my favorite things playing against the Lakers is seeing Kyle Kuzma make his first shot. It's like when J.R. Smith makes his first shot. Maybe he's gonna have 30, but maybe he's also gonna miss his next 10. Kuzma had 19 tonight. Not happening again. Markeith Morris is not knocking down every three he takes. Hold Anthony Davis to nine shots? What? Unbelievable. The way they were double teaming him, the way they were throwing bodies at him, the way they were playing man-to-man defense, but it looked like zone defense. Frustrating him. Unreal. LeBron James turned the ball over eight times. In his finals career, he's had five games, including game three, where he's turned the ball over seven or more times. He's 0-5 in those games. Lakers finished with 19 turnovers, 14 of them in the first half for 15 points for the Heat. It was just nothing easy. Nothing easy. And the biggest thing, from a defensive standpoint, and a lot of this is a product of Coach Spolstra again, it would have been easy as a coach to look at last game and say, I'm going to stick with the zone because the Lakers shot the hell out of the ball in the first half. There's no way... They're taking 53s again. There's no way they're making all these threes like they did in the first half of game two. We don't have Bam. We're going to stick with the zone. Got out of the zone. Went man-to-man. Went with the double teaming. Went with the activity. Second half of game two, the Lakers had 13 second chance points. In the second half of game three, they had six. They had... Less offensive rebounding, less second chance points. And the Heat win by 11. There was a couple buckets at the end of the game. It was probably more of an eight or nine point game. A seven point difference in second chance points is huge in turn, especially with momentum. Those in game two, those offensive rebounds that the Lakers were getting throughout the second half were so deflating. Every time it looked like the Heat had a run in them, every time it looked like the Heat had a chance in game two, the Lakers got an offensive rebound and a score. Not in game three. That's Eric Spolstra. That's effort, but that's adjustments. So the Heat, they change up the way they play offense. They, they are so down, down and out. Everyone in the world is counting out the Miami Heat. Eric Spolstra says, not so fast. We don't give a shit. Not so fast. Changes up the offense. I was thinking, play faster, get in some earlier actions, and they did it. Early pick and rolls, guard to guard pick and rolls, L action with the big and the small setting the ball screen. 
and it it worked to a T. The Lakers had no answer. They had no idea what they were doing. The, the Heat have now scored 114 and 115 in back-to-back games against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. A masterful coaching job over the last six quarters for Eric Spolstra. It's unbelievable. I don't anticipate LeBron James and Anthony Davis combining for just 25 shots every game. I don't. But I also don't anticipate the Heat shooting so poorly from three every game. 12 for 34 in game three. I don't anticipate Jimmy Butler having to score 40 every game. Now, I'd like to see him score 40 every game. I'd like to see him be this aggressive to score every game because it just changes everything for the Heat. It just changes the offense. So we'll see. But regardless, what Spolstra did in his adjustments, not just in-game, because also in-game, the Lakers came back. At one point, it was 91-89 late in the game. Spolstra calls a timeout. He come back out, scores six in a row. Never look back. The only Lakers lead of the game. Just amazing. It just, the guy is, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame coach. If you know, you know. But he should be get, he'll, he won't get the credit because, again, when stuff like this happens, Jimmy Butler's the guy who gets the credit and deserves all the credit in the world for having one of the best games in NBA Finals history. But let's let's give uh let's give Spo his flowers while we can because God this dude unbelievable Un- unbelievable coaching job. It wasn't all perfect. Not all perfect. Duncan Robinson is still an issue. And actually Jimmy Butler after the game he talked about it and and he and you got to love a leader who who talks this way but man it's it's hard because you know Jimmy Butler said Duncan Robinson needs to shoot more and he keeps he needs to keep shooting more and eventually he's going to have a game where he shoots six or seven threes and he wins a game for us and you you love to hear it because what else, I mean first of all what else is he going to say but secondly yeah you you love to hear that from your leader but Duncan Robinson is 5 for 20 through three games from three. He just, he looks sped up. He looks like he's rushing his shots. He's taking tough shots. And that's a credit to the Lakers because they know what kind of shooter they're t- we're dealing with here. He's one of the top five shooters in the NBA. And in some people's eyes during the se- during the regular season, he was the best shooter in the NBA. But it's, a, but you know, you're coming out of a win, so you're like, do you, you don't want to overreact, but he's a liability in a big way on defense. And if he's not shooting the ball well, I guess he still spreads the floor for you because, look, the Lakers, you still got to key in on him. You can't just not guard him. He's going to make threes if that happens. But at some point, it's just like, does he get less minutes? If, if you get Goran Dragic back, can you bring down Duncan's minutes a little more. Just, you gotta, man, 
like when he hits a three, you're like, yes, now it's happening. He's he's gonna get going, but it just doesn't look something doesn't look right. And part of it's the pressure, maybe it's the stage, but I don't know. He he has been really rough in this series. That's a ne- that's the I'll tell you that that's if that that's the the negative from this game because really there wasn't much there really weren't any negatives. There really were not any negatives other than that. What I mean, just an incredible performance. And I was I was thinking, you know, I was coming into this getting ready, you know, towards the end of the game thinking I was going to have to bang on Tyler Hero too. Cuz he's not shooting the ball well either. Percentage-wise. Game 3 6 of 18 from the field. Uh game 2 5 of 12 from the field. Game 1 6 of 18 from the field. Not shooting the ball well percentage-wise. But that guy he is an absolute star. You know, someone tweeted earlier today that was in the bubble was a reporter. I forgot who it was. That he was talking to some people close to the Heat who, who don't just believe that he's going to be, you know, an all-star player. They, I think the, the Heat have an ex- expectations of this kid that this 20-year-old, the youngest player to ever start in NBA Finals, that this kid's going to be more than that. And you watch, you see his skill set and you watch his confidence and you, I don't know how you could disagree. This kid has top level guard in the NBA potential. And as much as he struggled shooting the ball throughout the series, it doesn't matter because he can score from all three levels, gets to the rim, mid range, three point game. He hit some big shots, big, 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 big shots in the second half and the scowl. If you didn't see it, I'm sure it's on Twitter by now. I'm sure there's memes and gifs and pictures and captions. I'm at, everyone's loving it. The 20 year old doing the scowl, the LeBron scowl. Now that's scary for me. And I'll tell you why that's scary. So far, in the first round, second round, and third round, everyone that LeBron's played, somebody has done something that's jinxed them in their one win. Dame danced. Russ talked shit. Jamal Murray did the shimmy. Tyler Hero did the scowl. And Jimmy Butler, by the way. So after the game, they asked him. He had a little, this is a side note. He had a little back and forth with LeBron where he, at the end of the game, the camera caught him saying, you guys are in trouble. Jimmy said that in the first quarter, at the in the first quarter, LeBron said to him, you guys are in trouble. So he was just giving it back. But still, so far in these playoffs, when guys have done these kind of things and LeBron has taken notice, it has gone downhill. Heat are a little different. But the point with Tyler Hero is 17 points in game three. Big shots in the second half. The kid has so much confidence. It's unbelievable. He's going to be so good for for this team for a long time. It's really good to see him 
get these buckets because he's so important, especially with Goran Dragic out. Great second half from him. Kelly Olenek, talk about stepping up after basically not playing. 24 in game two, and then 17 in game three. And he, I got to say, even when Bam comes back, you got to play Kelly Olenek. He's got to play, and potentially with Bam. He just sort of changes. He's such a good offensive player. He changes your offense. The way he stretches the floor, he's 6 of 12 from 3 in those games. In game 2 and 3, 14 of 25 from the field. Playing really well. And I've mentioned this before, but when Bam comes back, play Kelly Olenek and Bam together. I mean, if you played Kelly Olenek and Bam together, even Myers Leonard if you need to. Like, I... I would consider that you're probably not going to change it up that much because you just won. But if Bam's back, consider because look, I'll take Kelly Olynyk, great two games, totally changes the way the offense is when he's in because of his scoring ability. Keep playing him, Myers Leonard. I kind of wish he'd play more, but he's become. I can't believe I have to say this in 2020, in the NBA Finals in 2020. But Myers Leonard has been the answer to Dwight Howard. He plays the minutes that Dwight's in, and Dwight completely neutralized. Game three, four points, two rebounds, three rebounds. Not much. Not not anything special. Game two, six points, two rebounds. Game one, eight rebounds. There's definitely a correlation there. And I would consider if for Eric Spolstra, I would I would consider going if it's just Bam back, Myers Leonard at the five, Bam at a bio at the four. Jay Crowder at the three, Jimmy Butler at the two, Tyler here at the one. I know Duncan Robinson's been starting. Bring him off the bench. Maybe he becomes a spark. Also, Jay Crowder can get minutes guarding LeBron, so Jimmy doesn't have to guard LeBron as much. I just think then Jay Crowder doesn't have to guard Anthony Davis as much, even though he was great. You still are going to have to double. You still got to get the ball out of his hands, but bam, guarding 80 makes more sense. Then you can go back to the more natural you know, Bam at the five, Kelly Linick at the five, however you want to do it. It just gives you more options, especially until Goran gets back and you have your full rotation. But either way, Kelly Linick and, and Myers Leonard, fantastic job through the last six quarters picking up the slack for Bam. You know, Jay Crowder, 12 points, eight rebounds. He's a, He's been great in these playoffs. It's just an, an amazing turnaround. And now, you look ahead to game four, Tuesday night, game four, we still don't know, will Bam be back, will Goran, Goran, I, I gotta imagine that Goran Dragic is not gonna play, It. I feel like it's gonna take a lot for him to play, but, like I said, Chris Haynes reported after game two, Bam Adebayo told him, 
that he was going to play in game three. He said he was going to play in game three. Eric Spolster said one of the hardest things he's ever had to do as a coach was to tell Bam that he couldn't play in game three. Now, there's two ways to look at that. One is, is he just close enough but not ready? And like, we let's give it in one more game and then you'll be better back for game four. Or is it worse? Maybe than we know. You know, my, my concern with BAMs is that originally it was a shoulder, now then a neck, and every time he hurt it, whether it was in the Boston series or this series, he was holding his wrist. So is it a nerve thing? You know, they've just call, sort of called it a neck strain. But either way, based on the fact that he wanted to play in game three, I got to think he's a lot closer and that there's a good chance he plays in game four. And if you're the Heat or a Heat fan, you're looking at the way they controlled this game from start to finish, the way Jimmy Butler played in game three, and you're saying, oh, oh, now we get our second best player, arguably our most talented player back for game four? After we've now figured out our, our way that we're going to guard Anthony Davis, our best defensive player on our team is coming back for game four. Let's do this. Jimmy Butler, his, in, his brilliant insanity, starting to make him look more and more like a genius. He, he saw something. He executed. They said they had to play as perfect as they could to win game three. Defensively, I don't know that you could play much more perfect than what they did, and they're going to have to keep doing it. Absolutely. But I'm feeling a lot more confident. Maybe it's fool's gold. We'll see. But you got I feel pretty good after that win. You got to feel great. Game two, game uh, four, Tuesday night. I, poof. This is the most excited I've been for a basketball game in a long time. Long time. This one's going to be fun. We'll see you after that. Remember, if you haven't already done it, subscribe, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, Heat Nation. How pumped are we right now? Let's go. Oh, and never forget Heat Nation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.